It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. Let's talk about housing market, the macro market. Yeah. Are existing sales of homes rising? Are they falling? What's the trend? So the trend is they're going up, Steve. We're looking at about 2.5% month over month, according to the National Association of Realtors. And existing home sales climbed 2.5% from June to July. So what we're looking at is about a 0.6% year over year. So sales are rising. This is not prices. These are sales. Right. These are the number of sales. And what's driving this is the interest rates. So the interest rates have been kept low. Mm -hmm. They had gone up for a little bit and they've pressed them down a little bit, which is causing the increase in sales. Last December in 2018, we saw a kind of a marked rise in interest rates. That's right. And that really uh, shook everybody up. The market had a stock market had a big sell off. And since then, interest rates have been coming down. And the Fed has actually been raising short term interest rates. But this time around, for whatever reasons or crystal balls they're using, <laughs> they decided to actually lower interest rates a little bit, a quarter of 1%. So that has led to lower interest rates for mortgage. I think we're starting to see like three and a half to four percent. Three and a half percent. And so basically what we're also seeing is a real shortage of affordable housing. Well that's so that's, that's the that's other issue. The severe low levels of inventory in the affordable range. Yeah. So that affects prices then too, right? Sure it does. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about prices. I think that we saw that prices were rising year over year about four and a half percent. Right. And that's been doing that for over 80 consecutive months, 89 consecutive months now. And that's very much a trend. Yeah, it's still a trend. It doesn't seem to be weakening. So we're going to talk about this a little bit later right. or maybe a, a, another segment. But this idea about falling into recession, as far as real estate, it's, things are still very healthy, aren't they? Things are very healthy. And when we talk about recessions and so on, you know, when we talk about real estate in general, real estate is local. So something happening in California may not have a direct impact on what's happening to us in Florida. So what we're looking for is over time, you know, what the trend is. So there's a national trend, regional trend, yeah. local trend. Yeah, yeah. So real estate is local. So you really have to pay attention to what's going on in your yeah. neighborhood and around yeah. you. So, you know, if, you, if you're living, let's say we kind of live in South Florida, it's kind of a retirement, it's kind of a stable economy, you know, driven by Social Security payments by pension plans and pension funds, at least in, in the area that I live in and work, there's a lot of high tech and so on and so forth. So unlike, let's say, a Rust Belt state where it's very, very economically sensitive, right? the real estate would be completely different in a place like that than it would be in a place That's right. like South Florida, where we are. Okay. Also, one thing that I, was, I found very interesting was this idea that it's possible that some of these new apartments that have been built, you know, everywhere right. you go, you see a zillion As, new <laughs> apartments coming on the market, that they might be converted to condos. And they're not all rented out. I just look at what's going on in our own backyard. I took someone out to go look at some of these rental complexes, and there's a lot of vacancy. You think? So you, you yeah. would think yeah. this might be an opportunity. Yeah. Well, housing shortage. Yep. Right. And oversupply of rental units, that spells condo. Right. Now, we did see that. You and I have been doing this long enough yep. that in 04, 05, uh, when things were really hot, a lot of 
rentals were converting to condos. That's right. That was a bad sign. That was, yes, <laughs> yes, it was. They weren't really trying to meet the need. They were just really just trying to survive. So, well, they were trying to kind of greedily take advantage Capitalize of the, market. the fact that prices were rising. And so they wanted to have, people wanted to have condos so they could right. participate. And a lot of them crashed and burned. I know. That's oh, so sad. I know. But I don't think that's the case here. No, I think no, there's oversupply not. in the rental market and it makes total sense for those to be converted to condos. Okay, moving on. Here's a question. You know, we like to quote Gary Singer from the Sun Sentinel. Yep. As a matter of fact, I had him as a guest here not too long ago. He's an attorney working in real estate area. And uh, here's a question. Uh, can new landlord, can a new landlord slash owner require a new security deposit? You know, you know yep. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I've done a lot of these. Okay. Uh, the answer to that is no. So if you are a tenant and you know that your landlord is selling the property, make sure that you bring it to the attention of somebody that there's a security deposit out there. Mm -hmm. When you become the new landlord, you should be inquiring, hey, is there a security deposit? And verify with the tenant so there's no misunderstanding. But when the new landlord takes over, they're inheriting that lease and the deposit money should be transferred from the one landlord to the other. Yeah. So the new landlord cannot be asking the tenant for new security. Yeah. So the new landlord should have asked for a signed statement, often Correct. called an estoppel, which details the terms of the lease during the purchase process. That's right. They so, should have asked for at least a copy yeah. of the lease and proof what monies were in escrow. So that's some, something important to learn if you're out there buying you know, properties that have tenants already in place. Yeah, but as a tenant, I'd be worried that things are going to change. I mean, sure. why would they want another? I mean, I have an original lease. You assume the new owner is going to just assume the lease. Right. In the state of Florida, that is the case. Because if they don't do it or they start doing some funny business, that's a very serious uh, violation of, of rules. Yep. Okay. So, you know, we talk about buyer's markets, we talk about seller's markets and so on. I want to know from you, first of all, what is the definition of a seller's market? So the way we define markets, it depends on how much inventory there is. And so we use, we call it the absorption rate or we're looking for anything greater than six months of inventory. If you've got a high supply of inventory, it's yeah. very much a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. When it's the reverse, when there's less inventory, it's a seller's market. So our inventory levels less than, say, five months is very much a seller's market. So a balanced market is around that six-month mark. So the bottom line is that it has to do with supply and demand. It's really a simple equation, a yep. simple way to understand this. What kind of a market are we in right now? It depends on your price point. I know that's a vague answer. Not the answer I want. <laughs> I know it's not. Okay, so a million and up. Million and up, we are very much in a buyer's market. Okay, 500 to a million? Balanced. And below 500? Sellers. Sellers market. Yep. Okay, so not only in is- In our, our marketplace here in South Florida. Not only, yes, not only is real estate local, but it, it, within, within the locality, there's these dynamics as well. Correct. Okay. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.